Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Today we'll be reading two stories. The first is called The Little Rooster and the Little Hen, a Czechoslovakian folktale. Once on a time, a little rooster and a little hen went out in the woods to hunt for strawberries, and they agreed to divide with each other all the fruit they found. First, the little hen found a strawberry. Cluck, 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 she called. And when the rooster came, she divided the berry with him. By and by, the little rooster, in his turn, found a strawberry. But he didn't call cluck cluck. He gobbled the berry whole to get it all for himself. And the berry was so big, it stuck fast in his throat. Try as he would, he could not swallow it. He stretched out his neck. He shook his head. He jumped around on his two little legs. And then he fell flat on the ground, choking and choking and choking. The little hen came running to see how she could help him. Water was what he needed. So the little hen ran to the brook and she cried, Oh, brook, good brook, please give me a drop of water for my little partner, the rooster. He is lying flat on his back and choking and choking and choking. But the brook said, I will give you a drop of water when you bring me a leaf from the linden tree. So the little hen ran to the linden tree and cried, O oh, linden tree, good linden tree, please give me one of your leaves that I may give it to the brook, so that the brook may give me some water for my little partner the rooster, who's lying flat on his back and choking and choking and choking. But the linden tree said, I will give you a leaf when you bring me a kerchief that the peasant woman is making. So the little hen ran off to the peasant woman, and she cried, O oh, woman, good woman, please give me a kerchief, that I may give it to the linden tree, that the linden tree may give me a leaf, that I may give it to the brook, that the brook may give me some water for my little partner the rooster, who is lying flat on his back and choking and choking and choking. But the peasant woman said, I will give you a kerchief when you bring me some silk from the queen of Saba. So the little hen ran to the queen and cried, O oh, queen, please give me a bit of silk, that I may give it to the woman, that she may give me a kerchief, that I may give it to the linden tree, that the linden tree may give me a leaf, that I may give it to the brook, and that the brook may give me some water for my little partner, the rooster, who is lying flat on his back and choking and choking and choking. But the queen of Saba said, I'll give you a piece of silk when you bring me a pair of shoes from the shoemaker. So the little hen ran to the shoemaker and cried, O oh, shoemaker, please give me a pair of shoes, that I may give them to the queen, that she may give me a piece of silk, that I may give it to the woman, that she may give me a kerchief, that I might give it to the linden tree, that the tree may give me a leaf, that I may give it to the brook, so that the brook may give me some water for my little partner the rooster, who is lying flat on his back, choking and choking and choking. But the shoemaker said, I'll give you a pair of shoes when you bring me some cream from the farmer's wife. So the little hen flew to the farmer's wife and cried, 
O farmer's wife, please give me some cream, that I may give it to the shoemaker, that he may give me a pair of shoes, that I may give them to the queen, that she may give me a bit of silk, that I may give it to the woman, that she may give me a kerchief, that I may give it to the linden tree, that the linden tree may give me a leaf, and I may go to the brook, that the brook may give me some water for my little partner the rooster, who is lying flat on his back, and choking and choking and choking. But the farmer's wife said, I will give you some cream when you bring me a bag full of grass. Well, the little hen was all tired out. But still she ran off to the meadow and began to pluck the grass. She filled a whole bag full. Then she dragged the bag of grass away to the farmer's wife, and the farmer's wife gave her the cream. So the little hen gave the cream to the shoemaker, who gave her a pair of shoes. And she took the shoes to the queen of Saba, who gave her a bit of silk. And she took the bit of silk to the peasant woman, who gave her a kerchief. And she took the kerchief to the linden tree, who gave her a leaf. And she took the leaf to the brook. And then and there the brook gave her that drop of water. The little hen hurried back to the place where she had left the little rooster. He was choking, so at that moment he could hardly get his breath. But the little hen dropped the water into his beak, and the water ran down his throat and washed that big strawberry down. Then the little rooster jumped up and flapped his wings for joy. Cock-a-doodle-doo, he cried. But after that, when the little rooster found something good to eat, he divided with the little hen. Our second story is called The Ugly Duckling, retold from Hans Christian Andersen. Once a mother duck sat on her eggs in the barnyard. At last the eggs began to crack, and a lot of fluffy yellow ducklings pecked their way out of the shells. But the mother duck looked and saw that one big egg had not hatched. How very strange, said she. That's a queer-looking egg. It's not at all like the rest. But she sat on the egg a while longer, until by and by it cracked, and out of it tumbled something, a clumsy little gray something, having a great long neck. My, what an ugly duckling, said Mother Duck to herself. But she called, quack, quack, to her brood, and took them down to the water. In plumped the little ducklings. The water dashed over them, splash! but they all bobbed up again safely and floated along on the water as lightly as little toy ships. Well, said the mother, at least that ugly duckling can swim. And after a time on the water, she called her whole brood to her. We're going to the barnyard, she said. I want to introduce you to the other ducks and the geese, the turkeys and the chickens. So mind your manners, children. Say quack, just as I have taught you, and keep your toes turned in. Off she went with her ducklings trailing along behind her. A fine family, Madame Duck, clucked the chickens. Oh, but look at that one terribly ugly duckling, quacked a pert little Mr. Duck. And he flew at the poor little creature and began to peck and bite him. Let him be, said Mother Duck. He is doing no harm. He's so queer I have to whack him, said pert little Mr. Duck. Then all the chickens and geese... The other ducks and the turkeys began to notice how ugly was that one strange little duckling, and they all began to peck and bite him, to push him around the yard and make fun of his queer appearance. The turkey cock puffed himself up and went after him, gobble, gobble, 
Even the little duck's own brothers and sisters pecked him. They bit him and shoved him around until he was at his wit's end. Then one day, when all the barnyard was chasing and pestering him, he flew over the hedge and away. He half ran and half flew until he was all tired out. Then he settled down in a marsh. He did so need to rest. But here there were wild ducks to mock him. "'What sort of creature are you?' they cried. "'You are certainly frightfully ugly.' And they flipped their tails in his face and left him alone to himself. By and by, as he swam around, lonely, some wild geese came flying by. "'I say, ugly creature,' they called, "'we've taken a fancy to you. "'Come, fly along with us.' But just at that moment, bang! Some hunters shot at the geese, and they fell down plump in the water. Bang, bang, went the guns. Whole flocks of geese flew up out of the reeds and rushes, and the dogs ran into the swamp, dashing and splashing around. The duckling was terribly frightened. He hid till the chase was over, and then he ran away from the marsh. Over the fields he ran until he came to a cottage. The door was open a crack, so he slipped into the house. There he saw a cat, a hen, and an old woman. "'What on earth is that?' asked the woman. "'A very strange creature,' said the cat. "'Can you lay eggs?' asked the hen. "'No,' said the poor little duckling. "'Can you purr?' asked the cat. "'No,' said the poor little duckling. "'Then what use are you?' snapped the cat. "'No use,' thought the poor duckling, and he scurried out of the house and took refuge on a pond. Slowly the summer passed. Leaves turned to gold and scarlet, then withered into brown and danced about on the wind. The sky grew gray and cold, and clouds hung heavy with snow. Then one evening, just as the sunset shone red on a wintry world, a flock of great, beautiful birds appeared on the edge of the pond. They were a dazzling white, with long, graceful, waving necks. Never had the ugly duckling seen anything so beautiful before. Uttering a strange, piercing cry, the birds spread their broad white wings and flew off toward the warm southland. The duckling circled madly around on the little pond. He craned his neck after those birds. Then he, too, uttered a cry, a strange, piercing, longing cry. He did so want to go with them. They were such beautiful things. All winter long he dreamed of those beautiful great white birds. The weather grew colder and colder, and the duckling had to keep swimming, no matter how tired he was, to keep his one fishing hole from freezing into ice. At last the pond froze over, and the duckling was frozen in tight. Then a man came along and saw him. The man took his wooden shoe, hammered the ice from the duckling, and carried him home to his wife. "'What a nice little plaything!' cried the children of the house, and they ran to pick him up. But the duckling was now so afraid of every creature he met that he thought the children would harm him. In a fright he rushed into the milk pan, and the milk spurted up every which way all over the floor in the room. The woman let out a loud shriek, and the duckling, still more frightened, flew into the butter cask, and then in and out of the meal tub. The woman ran for the tongs, intending to hit the wild creature, 
and the children fell over each other, chasing the frightened duckling, screaming with noisy laughter. Out the door flew the duckling, and away into the night. All winter long he looked after himself in a world of snow and ice. But by and by the sun began to shine warmly again, the larks began to sing, and spring came fresh and green, covering the earth with flowers. Then the ugly duckling one day found himself in a garden where the apple trees were in bloom, and sweet-smelling purple lilacs hung over the shores of a lake. All at once he saw two beautiful stately white birds, the very same kind of birds of which he had dreamed all winter. They slid into the lake, gliding gracefully over the water and arching their fine white necks. "'Look, look, the swans have come!' cried some children, rushing from a house. The duckling was very sad. The beauty of those fine swans made him feel ugly and lonely. "'I will fly to them,' he said, "'even though they peck me to pieces.' And he, too, slid into the lake and swam toward the beautiful swans. They turned and stared at him. "'Now they'll go at me,' he thought, and he bowed his head to meet their attack. But as he bent down his head, he saw himself in the water. For the very first time that spring he saw his own reflection. And lo, he was no longer an ugly dark gray bird. He was white. He was stately. He had a long, graceful neck. He was splendid. He was beautiful. He himself was a swan. The other swans came up, not to peck, but to welcome him. Round and round they swam. They stroked him with their bills. They bent their long necks before him. And the children threw breadcrumbs to him and cried aloud in their joy. There's a beautiful new swan this year. He's the finest one on the lake. All at once the swan's sadness melted into joy. How happy I am, he thought. I never even dreamed I could be so happy when I was the ugly duckling. It doesn't matter in the least, having been born in a duckyard, if one comes out of a swan's egg. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Stay connected by following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash enchantedlibrary. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash enchantedlibrary. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends, happy reading.